0: It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Wollotion.
1: Good Monday morning. Wish I could say it was really a good Monday morning. This was a nightmare weekend for me. Basically, every team I root for, just about, every team I root for lost and some in devastating ways like the Tiger football team. What did I say? The Tigers had to score 40, did I not say that? And they did not get to 40. They did get 38. Not enough. Boy.
2: Just a little bit short.
1: I just say this. Breaks are a part of it. And Memphis just does not seem to get the breaks in the big games when it's on the line. An ineligible receiver downfield? When you could have taken a lead with at least a field goal? Who knows? Kobe Drake makes a great catch. Wait, no. Then you get him not bottled up at the one-yard line. Illegal formation? Then a late hit? Those are the kind of things sometimes you make your own bad breaks ineligible receiver downfield is the one that's going to really tick me off. I don't know if they ever showed the replay on ESPN, but I asked the gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment who worked with Beth Bowen on that game. I asked him in the elevator on my way down to the field to interview the players and Ryan Silverfield after the game, if indeed it was, and he said yes. So I'm going to take him for his word that somebody got downfield. It's hard, though, to get— what do you got to be four or five yard? You got to be five yards downfield, right? Yeah. Wasn't it like just a play action? I mean, how do you get downfield that quickly for that play? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I know that's what Greg Aston kept saying um, down from downstairs to me. How did he get? ineligible. How did he go so far so quick? And we'll never know. But uh, ESPN said that was the case, and the Tigers lose 38-34. So look, normally on Mondays, we will speak with our coach, John Thompson. John, his team won again in the state playoffs down in Atlanta. I think they got two more wins in their state champs. They're in the semifinals. He's not available this week. He will be with us next Monday. Steve Earhart, because we've got a jumbled week, we will not have shows on Thursday and Friday, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, Steve Yerkes going to join us in the next segment, near the bottom of the hour, and he will let us know exactly what the situation is with his bowl, with the SEC team, and with the Tigers. The Big Twelve, I think, is still up for grabs. A lot of people have Iowa State in that game. I was listening to Greg and Eli. There's many combinations. Uh, they can't even figure out who's in their championship game yet. And they had to clarify what the rules are. So, um, but the way I see it, Tigers have to beat Temple, right? And they're twelve point favorites to do so in Philly. That would make them nine and three. Just so there's a historical perspective, and I know there's a lot of people down on Ryan. For not being able to win the big game. He beats all the teams he's supposed to. He can't beat the teams he's even with or slightly underdogs with. There are only four coaches in his, three coaches, he'd become the fourth to ever win ten games in one season at Memphis. One is way, way back, and I his name escapes me at the moment. Somebody knows that. Just text us. I forget. But it's, it's, it's a guy like before Spook Murphy. I think, that won 10 games. Then, there's Fuente, and there's Norvell in 19. That's it. It's only three 10-plus win seasons. This would be the fourth, if he wins on Friday, and then if he wins the bowl game. So, that's quite the accomplishment if, if, if it does indeed get done. So if they win in Philly against Temple and they're 12-point favorites to do so, and, and we'll check with Steve on this, there are actually three teams still with a chance in the SEC to become bowl eligible. So we know there's nine in and we know there's two out. 14 teams, do the math. Ralph Hatley. Thank you, Greg Gaston. Ralph Hatley is the other coach that won 10 games. Um, So if you look at it, Mississippi State has five wins. South Carolina has five wins. Florida has has five wins. They almost became bowl eligible. Man, were they ever close. So, State has the Egg Bowl. They're minus uh, the Rebels are 11-point favorites in that game. If they were to sneak that one out for their interim coach, and you never know in this rivalry game, holy smokes, they would be in. That would be enough teams, I think, if you get one of these three in that the SEC would be in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. South Carolina plays Clemson. South Carolina's at home. They're really a much better team at home than they are on the road. They're only seven-point dogs to Clemson, but Clemson's looking pretty good. You picked them, Zach Boyd. You were five and one, uh, four and one so far this week. We both have Kansas City tonight. That was three and two. That could happen. South Carolina could get in. Florida is playing Florida State with the devastating injury to Jordan Travis, man, that's tough. By the way, college football playoff poll comes out. Already the APs swapped them. Washington State has taken over the Florida State— Washington, excuse me, has taken over the Florida State position. So— um, I suspect that that would be the case. Do you know what this reminds me of? Do you you remember years ago, Cincinnati was the the, the number one team in the country, and their best player, Kenyon Martin, went down at the pyramid. And they lost their one seed. They were the number one overall one seed. They became a two seed because their best player was no longer available. He broke his leg in the, the, uh, I think it was then, the CUSA championships, being played at the pyramid. This is kind of that way, right? I mean, if you don't have that quarterback, who, by the way, he was fan- I, I was thinking about him for the Heisman. He was in my consideration. He out the LSU quarterback early in the year. He was fantastic. And that injury is the end of his career. So if you are in that committee, do you not have to weigh the fact that one of their key players, if not the most key player, is not going to be able to play? I would think that would swap you. With Washington. Um, So, if Florida wins, then... I think if Florida wins, you know what I think will happen? We'll ask Earhart about this. I think, if that happens, that um, Auburn will come to Memphis in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. They want Auburn. I don't know if they still want Auburn as much. After Auburn got beat, 31-10 by New Mexico State. New Mexico State, like a year ago, was the worst, worst program in either that or FIU, the two worst programs in America. And our friend Mike McIntyre's done a darn good job uh, at Florida International, not quite as good as what Jerry Kill has done. And um, I'm going to get to that here in just a minute. In medals. We've got to get to those. Uh, Tiger basketball took care of business on Friday, and crazy things are happening in college basketball, that is for sure. Soccer team, both programs yesterday. One in the second round, the men. The women in the third. I was sure the women were going to beat the seven-seeded Pittsburgh. You know, the, the, the shame of it, that game was played in the rain in 51 degrees. I know both teams had to play in it. Pittsburgh is really big and athletic. Good for them. But the, uh, the Tigers' women fall again in the Sweet 16. They can't get to the next round. But, man, what what years for Brooks Monaghan and for uh, Richard Mulrooney? Richard Mulrooney got in the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame this year, so it's really been a good year for him. But both programs had their seasons come to an end. We're sitting in the Family Leisure Studio. We are about to do our precious metals, the Family Leisure... Overstock sale continues. That's where you help them clear out their overstock inventory, including patio sets up to 50% off, play gyms under two grand, and extended sale pricing on all in stock hot tubs and swim spas. Get to I 40 and Widden Road. Help them clear out the overstock at family leisure. And our title sponsor, that is Homer, Homer Skelton Hyundai. We're inside of that wonderful wonderful dealership where customer retention's is amazing, sits Genesis of Olive Branch. Yes, not all Hyundai dealerships are able to sell the luxury car Genesis. They do there, and that place, uh, that, that department run by Vinnie Gerard. He's a Cana- Canadian crazy guy who loves luxury cars, and he puts them on sale with... Special financing. Go ask about the GV70 deal, the GV80 deal. Go see Vinny at Genesis of Olive Branch. All right, let's get to medals before we run out of time. I'm going to start. I
3: got
2: a
1: bronze medal for LeBron James. The old guy. You know what he did against Dylan Brooks in Houston? He scored 37. You know, Brooks doesn't have respect until a guy scores 40. Didn't get to 40. But he did score 37, 14 in the big quarter, the fourth, and the winning free throw. For the old guy. Um, Dylan Brooks was pretty good, though. He played 40 of the 48 minutes at 24 points. Did his best. He's... Man, he's having a heck of a year. That is for sure. I, I, I got to give a bronze medal college basketball. Parody in college basketball is amazing. I mean, look at this. Already, Michigan, Arkansas, Missouri, FAU. All lost to mid natures Michigan loses to Michigan State. Arkansas loses to UNC Greensboro. Missouri! Oh, this hurt. Because now you're going to sit there and you're going to... Was the Tigers' win over Missouri really as, as big as we thought? Because guess who beat Missouri? Jackson State. Jackson State lost to Tulsa by 20. Lost to San Diego by 26. How did that happen? Well, you know, I'll tell you, they, they did something to Missouri that they did to Memphis turned them over Missouri had like 17 turnovers I think there were 26 points off those turnovers that's the difference in the game Jackson State beat Missouri wow there is a lot of parody Uh, I'm giving medals to Mulrooney and to Monaghan I already mentioned Tiger soccer teams coming to an end but look One went to the second round of the NCA. One went to the third round of the NCA. Seasons well played. That is for sure. And I got to give the silver medal to Santi Aldama. Consecutive double-doubles. He's now definitely the third guy on the team. He's a starter. And the Grizz split the weekend. They went on the road. Really did a great job in San Antonio. And you're playing what many people think is the best team in the NBA tooth and nail down to the final shot at FedEx Forum last night. That was a classic game that Boston was able to eke out. I thought when Aldama shot it at the end, Grizzlies were going to win the game by one at the buzzer. They didn't quite make it. They had another shot and unfortunately Zaire Williams shot blocked cleanly. Can't say it wasn't. Porzingis' sixth block in the game. And Boston gets the Grizz by two. What a game. I think the Grizz might have found something here. You know? Maybe they'll end up winning nine or ten games before Jock comes back. Maybe Aldama becomes a guy here in this rotation. And and maybe there's some hope for play in by the end of the year when Marant comes back. When Morant comes back. But you can see what a healthy Santi Aldama can be. He gets my silver. And then I got to give a gold to Jerry Kill and New Mexico State. If you don't know who this coach is, he's the guy that had to leave the game several years ago when he was at Minnesota because he kept having epileptic seizures. But he's a guy who's an unbelievable coach. He's unkempt. He's got the gray beard. He's an old country guy. Speaks in real plain terms. About as honest and transparent as you can be. He turned around the program at my alma mater, Southern Illinois. He then went to Northern Illinois. Turned that program around. Went to Minnesota. Turned that program around. He's done this like five or six times. Latest one, New Mexico State. Terrible program. Many people thought it's either that or Florida International. Worst programs in America. Comes in. They beat Auburn last night. Uh, 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 on Saturday. Not, I watched the whole like, second half of that game. They, they didn't just beat Auburn. They dominated Auburn. They killed them on offense. They ran the ball down their throats. They got a little five nine quarterback who's shifty as can be, and he's gutty, and he'll throw the ball or run the ball. He's going to win. That's the way Jerry Kill is. He's going to win. And Auburn, you know, they got to play Alabama next week. It's a good thing they're already bowl eligible. And they, they were outmanned by this guy. They were outmanned. They were dominant. It was unbelievable. Jerry Kill, for all the turnarounds and what you just did at New Mexico State and what you did on the plains to Auburn, you got my gold medal.
2: A lot of upsets, Dave, from both on the football field and the basketball. On the basketball quarter, you pretty much mentioned all of them. Bronze, give it to the Grizzlies. You played Wimby the night before, the Saturday night, and then you had to make the quick turnaround to play against a the top team in the NBA against the Celtics. Well, you, get-
1: you know what? You and I both said that, and, and, and I'm not sure we're wrong, but oh. last I looked, Denver still the— defending champions and they're playing
0: pretty good. Well, too. Uh, uh,
2: the the, in the best East. team right now, the best record in NBA. But no the, the, correct. I might, I might I might have misspoke, which happens. No, I
1: did the same thing. <laughs>
2: I just give so, respect to Denver. I got a cousin who listens was, on the app every day. I was I was talking to someone about the about the Grizzlies last night. I said I said to be honest with you, this has been the best 24 hours that they have had that they have had in a minute. Considering the fact that they were down nineteen against the Spurs. Yeah. Came back to get that win on the road. And then on the flip side, because again, everybody said, Oh, it's a back to back, tired legs, jet lag. They came they come out and they pushed it literally to the last few seconds. If uh if Aldama would have made that shot at the end. Would have won back to back games on uh on a back to back. So I my bronze goes to the Grizzlies. Uh, silver medals are upset specials, Dave. Clemson, Army, App State, New Mexico, all winners on the on the football field. Basketball, like you mentioned, a handful of them. Bryant, UNC Greensboro, Jackson State, and Long Beach State, knocking off some of the top teams in college basketball. Amazing. And then my gold. Like, you, you, you gave the gold, I think gave some medals to the head coaches. I'm giving it to both soccer programs, the Tiger, soccer, Tiger teams. They got knocked out of the playoffs, uh, the NCAA tournament. It's unfortunate because you thought, okay, there might be some momentum to where they could go to the Final Four, maybe. But it was, it was not the case. But overall, I mean, a fantastic season for both. I, I did
1: not think the men could go to North Carolina and win. I, I really did not. Um, I I think Richard Mulroney did an unbelievable job. He's got that Dos Santos, who's such a terrific player. I'm going to be sorry he's leaving. But I thought the women, honestly, I felt like they really had a shot to go to the Final Four. And especially when Arkansas, which would have had a huge crowd there last night, when they fell to Pittsburgh... And Pittsburgh, by the way, like that was an incredible comeback. They were down late in the game, one nil or something like that nature, and can't, just incredible. Pittsburgh story is a pretty good story, but that 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 uh, Brooks Monaghan team is well. They're going to be great next year. They're going to lose Jones. That's awful because she's fantastic. But they'll they'll be back. There's no doubt. Uh, but but I really thought they were the ones that had a chance to get to the Final Four, and it was all breaking perfectly for them. It just, it, it, it did not happen, but uh, those are great gold, uh, gold medals. All right, my, I got one rust. I already kind of mentioned it, but it just, it it sticks in my mind. I, I guess I'm never going to get over like I was. I, I've never gotten up nine with 208 to go, and Memphis didn't win the championship in 2008. Last year, Memphis could have gone to the Final Four again. I mean, they really could have. If you think that FAU did, when Memphis had FAU beat, and for whatever reason, I, I still do not know why Kendrick Davis gave the ball up. But I know when he gave the ball up, I know that a called timeout. And Jaden Hardaway called timeout. I, I was there, I saw it, and they wouldn't give you the timeout. And FAU, which has been crowing, been chanting, We want Memphis. They play Bryant. Bryant hasn't won a game. This is Bryant. FAU loses to a team that hadn't won a game and they lose 6152 to Bryant. They get my rust.
2: Oh, same here. Like you can't you can't chant we want Memphis like the start the start the season and then you lose to to a buy-in game at home. That's not a good look. No. Not a good look at all.
1: And those are our medals. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really curious what will happen with Washington and Florida State. We'll ask Mr. Earhart about what he thinks will happen on that with the college football poll. Steve's going to talk AutoZone Liberty Bowl and a whole bunch of other stuff when we come back on Wallow and Friends. We are real
0: sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Wolosian.
1: The holidays are here. I've actually seen some decorations going up around town lights going i love it when that happens it's, It seems like now we start with halloween and then we get it all the way through new year's and i'm great with that i really am i, I already stocked up i went to see eddie connor man did he take care of me and i found out about some Bordeaux i was thinking about because we're kind of veering a little bit more toward the french reds for the moment gotta had a get a little bit of bourbon did that you know he took care of me in that little log cabin that's right there at Poplar and St. Nick that's 4848 Poplar that's where Eddie's been since 1969 taking care of all of Memphis in the heart of East Memphis right down from Clark Tower it's little it seems that log cabin it's big inside, and he's got everything you need, every kind of spirit, every kind of accessory, from chips to a rub for your rim on your glass. When you're in the holiday spirit, there's no better place than the spirit shop at Poplar and St. Nick. One, one last thing on the Tiger football game, and and it, this was pointed out on some of the uh, message boards, and I think it's pertinent. You guys might say, "Oh, there's the Homer making excuses." I just want to point this out. If you don't think portal and NIL money make a difference in college football now, you're missing it. I'm just telling you flat out you're missing it. And I just want to point this out cuz this is fact. Starting pay at SMU, 26 grand. Okay? Just sign if you're a true freshman, you're in. 26 grand. Their NIL budget $4.4 million. That's what was on the field against Memphis. What was Memphis's NIL budget? It's not like they're nothing. SMU is one in the in the conference. Memphis is seventh. Memphis six hundred grand, six hundred versus four point four mil. And I'm going to tell you what I don't know what they're playing. Paying Preston Stone, who was the highest rated recruit since they've been doing the rankings. I'm sure Eric Dickerson and those guys back in the death uh, mill days, death penalty days, uh, death penalty days uh, the 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 ponies, the Pony Express. Those guys were probably getting illegally paid more money, but Preston Stone is definitely not the best of the quarterbacks on that day from the metroplex of of the Dallas area. That belonged to Seth Hennigan, who had 400 yards and two touchdowns passing. Hennigan, by the way, now with five 400-yard games, most in school history. He's got 17, if you count that as a 302. 17, nobody's done that. Hennigan and... He made the comment, he's coming back next year. I sure hope that that is correct. Steve Arrett's going to join us here in a second. He's brought to you by Conway. Conway services heating, cooling, plumbing, and electric, and they always come to your rescue. That's 24 hours a day, 365. I'm telling you, they're there for any problem. Reputable services, they're at your door if you've got a problem with heating, cooling, plumbing, or electric. That is is Conway. So let's get clarification. We bring in the big cheese, the head honcho of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, who uh, always joins us on Wednesdays, switching for us because we've got a jumbled up week because of the holiday. Thank you much for that. All right. The way I did the math here is nine teams from the SEC are in. There are Two teams out. There are three teams that could still get bowl eligible this week. Mississippi State taking on Ole Miss. South Carolina at home against Clemson. Florida against Florida State. And they just lost their quarterback. If one of those three win, most likely you got an SEC team, correct? Am I right, wrong? What's the story?
3: Yeah, no, you're correct. But there is one one thing to be aware of, that it's up to the SEC. Now, in years past, uh, normally we've been the last one out because the, our stadium, to be very frank, you know, there's the five other members of the SEC pool. Uh, and we all pay the same amount of money, but the other five all have NFL stadiums. But that isn't necessarily a hundred percent true. So that uh, the SEC could send us a team, even if there's, even if none of those three uh, schools get bowl eligible. But you're right, Dave. Your math is right. If any one of those schools uh, gets eligible, then we would hundred percent have a. Uh, a team from the SEC. Now, we also have our contract with the American Conference, and fans here will remember six years ago, 2017, we were very pleased and happy to be able to host Memphis. They played Iowa State in that great 21-20 to game, a sellout crowd, and then four years ago when Navy, we selected Navy out of the American, and that was a great game. Remember the last play of the game when Navy upset Kansas State. So, you know, it could be an American team. It could be the University of Memphis. Uh, of course, if they beat Temple next week, uh, or this week, it's a nine and three season, nothing to sneeze at. And, uh, you know, Memphis, uh, you know, it's six years since they were able to play here at home, make more money, and, uh, you know, have, have their fans and Families be able to see the the guys play here at the uh, AutoZone Liberty Bowl. All
1: right, let's get right to the heart of the matter. If all three of those teams and the home teams win, the favorites: Ole Miss, Clemson, and Florida State. If they win, and you're not picked as one of the teams in, and I I, I think it's it's a fair assessment that it's happened that way because it's of that pool, the AutoZone or Simmons Liberty Bank. Stadium is is the is is the most inferior of of the six in the pool. Would you go and take Memphis because you did have a great crowd against Iowa State 6 years ago. Would that be your number one choice? Do you want Memphis?
3: <laughs> well, you're you're being a tough journalist here, you know, probing for these hypothetical answers, but there's no question I would answer it this way that uh 6 years ago it was a great opportunity for Memphis and they really you know, remember they built from that appearance in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl to then go on to play in the Cotton Bowl. And so uh, it's a great opportunity to, for the hometown team to, you know, get their fans, their sponsors, their families. That, you know, it costs a lot of money these days to travel <laughs> and to go to another place. And uh, it was a great opportunity for Memphis. And it's been six years, and so many other programs have built, built uh, you know, great teams based on playing kind of in the hometown, the UCLA and U See their their chance to play in the Rose Bowl, or when you have uh, the Miami built their team playing at home in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. So uh, you know it would be a, uh, I think a, a potentially very good situation for both the Autos and Leary Bowl and the University of Memphis. And then there's the issue of money. Money always comes in, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl pays a lot more money than these other bowls that are uh, bantered about that are in the American equation.
1: All right, since we talk bowl business with you, 3.2 mil is what you've shared with us in the past, or at least that was the share last year for both the teams in your bowl game. What would you get? Jerry Palm, I'm just hypothetically going to throw this out. Jerry Palm has Memphis in the Military Bowl, 2 o'clock, December 27th against Virginia Tech. What do you think the payout is for the military bowl in Annapolis, Maryland?
3: You know, David, I I honestly don't know that uh, question. I'm not ducking you. I just I just don't know what they pay. I know the military bowl is not an ESPN owned game. ESPN owns and operates 17 bowl games these days, and and they're they're a coast. they're not you know you know community-based organizations. The Military Bowl's good people. Uh, they they do a nice job over there, but I just don't know what they pay. It's certainly less than than what our SEC pool plays. And when I say we pay the same amount, in, in other words, uh, the, the bowl game in Houston, of course, big indoor stadium, and, uh, you know, the bowl game in Nashville and NFL Stadium, Charlotte, uh, you know, the Game NFL Bowl, stadium. NFL Stadium, Tampa, you know, so they all have NFL stadiums, and they're able to. Yeah, and they do a nice job. But so you know, we we with our great support here from AutoZone and all our local sponsors, we have about a hundred and fifty local Memphis, uh, you know, businesses that are partners with us. From the top, you know, of course, AutoZone is the is the biggest, and uh, it's just done wonderful to have a hometown sponsor. That's where we're able to compete. The others. And I'm so hopeful now that the stadium improvements get going and on the way because it's great, great for our community and uh, great for the tenants. It's not just the University of Memphis. It's certainly the Southern Heritage, uh, the USFL in the spring and the Autos and Larry Bowl. It's uh, be great for uh Uh, the community of Memphis to have some improvements at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Well,
1: 3.2 million bucks um, without having to travel. Now, look, the majority of that goes to the conference. We should point that out. It's not all going to Memphis, but certainly Memphis would end up making more money in the long run, and they may even get an extra share, however it all works. I think that's negotiated between the athletic director and the commissioner of the American when it's all said and done, but it certainly seems that's, I mean, There's going to be a bunch of people that are going to say, hey, wait a second, Memphis kids deserve a vacation they could go. Well, I'm going to tell you, Annapolis on December the 27th does not seem to me to be Hawaii
3: or, or, you know,
1: a, a beach destination.
3: Well, David, I've been in this bowl business a lot longer than ever. In fact, my my first bowl experience ever was when I was at the University of Colorado and uh, playing in the AutoZone, whether it was then just the Liberty Bowl, and uh, you know that's 1969, I believe, as I'm getting told. But what is so important at a bowl game is the experience of uh, the players to have several days with their family and their friends. And cost is so important these days you know you know how many families uh can get to a, a destination with the cost of air travel and you know uh, hotels and that kind of thing so i've seen the opportunity for the players to experience uh you know with their family and friends is as important as the, the quite frankly the destination so you know that's why i think it was so great six years ago in memphis and they had a sellout crowd great crowd in the and again, that gave them a great momentum. Of course, it was a very close game, twenty-one to twenty. Uh, you know, Anthony Miller. Remember, he was going down yeah, the sideline. He doesn't get hurt. Game. Memphis
1: might win the game. Yeah. I would agree with that. Right. Before we run out of time, yeah. let, let me ask you point blank: If there's an upset this week, and with three games, there's a good chance that the SEC will get another team in. Do you want Auburn after they were dominated by New Mexico State?
3: Well, we've we've certainly uh, respect Auburn, and of course they've got a hometown coach with Hugh Freeze, and we have not had Auburn in our game since Bo Jackson days. That's forty years ago. So, you know, the opportunity for us to bring a, a whole different group of folks to Memphis. But you're right; it was disappointing that they lost that game. But they're a young team, and they're on the way up. And so. Uh, you know that's important too. I don't think they're going to have any star players that would opt out. You know, and that's that's a problem too. When you get a, a, a team like, for example, I I would guess the LSU quarterback uh, will not play in the bowl game. And of course, that's that that can be very disappointing. Yeah. And disappointing. But right. no, Auburn's still on our list, no question about that. But uh, you know, the SEC controls. Controls who they send to us. You know, we we can put in who we like to have in the game, but uh, the SEC makes the decisions. In the last few years, we've been lucky and great. We, you know, with Arkansas last year and Mississippi State the year before that. So, uh, you know, uh, it's worked out very well for the Owls and Liberals. So, on December twenty ninth, our sixty fifth uh, game, seventh oldest bowl game in the country, it uh, should be a great great matchup at Friday afternoon, the twenty
4: ninth.
1: Last question for you, uh, college football AP polls already. Switched it with Florida State's quarterback out for the rest of the year. With that was awful. Um, do you think Washington will swap in the college football playoff poll and become the number four team? And that uh, Florida State will slip to five.
3: No, I don't think they'll penalize him for that. But they could after the if it works out. I think the. Uh, the undefeated champions of the conferences will be the four that end up. So, uh, you know, that means uh, if uh, the Big Ten, there's an undefeated champion, if uh, if Washington is an undefeated champion, there in the Pac-12, I think they get in. You know, the Big 12 cannot be undefeated because everyone in Texas has got right. that loss. So uh, I think undefeated champions will be the four uh, that make the final... F- final four playoff.
1: I I think in this next poll, I I think Washington will supplant by resume and the fact that the best player on the team is out. I would be shocked if they didn't, but we yeah. shall
3: see. Yeah. Well, you you're right. I I think though the, they're not supposed to penalize stuff that they think has happened but uh Go back if to Martin. Well against Martin. I
1: know it's different <laughs> basketball. Go back. They lost the number 1 one and became yeah, a 2.
3: Yeah. That's right. You but it, it'll be interesting quite frankly whether these uh, committee members should now. Well, let's start projecting an hypothetical but uh, but Florida's. pretty remember Florida not remember but just Saturday Florida basically could have easily beaten Missouri, you know, after Missouri. Right. And, uh, you know, it was fourth and seventeen, and that Luther the guy that beat the uh, University of Memphis when they, they played, uh, when Memphis played up in Missouri there, uh, they couldn't cover him on fourth and seventeen, and, uh, you know, they pull out that game. But Florida. It'll be interesting because they got a young quarterback, too. The Florida quarterback is hurt, too, and is out as well. So that Florida-Florida State game will be very interesting. It will be.
1: By by the way, breaking news, according to ESPN. Finally, the Seminoles, and Mike Norvell always plays it as close to the vest as he can, does say he's out for the season with a leg injury. They're finally admitting we all saw it. We all knew. Thank (laughs) you, Steve
3: Earhart. Have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs)
1: We'll talk next week.
3: Thank you, David. Appreciate you it. it. See yeah. you on the 29th of December. There Thank you me.
1: go. I'll be Bye. there. That's our man Steve Earhart from the Auto Zone Liberty Bowl. He's brought to you by Sheldon. That's Sheldon, Garden, Mark Spensdorf. You know it's crazy. You think about somebody telling you to call their competition, but that's exactly what Sheldon does. He tells people, if you're thinking of selling your home, talk to two or three real estate brokers. Make sure he's one of them. I know that sounds crazy, but That's why people often say when you want the job done, you call Shell done. Because once you've seen that highly successful strategic marketing program that makes the difference in what you make and when, you're going to want him. He will definitely sell you. Then he'll sell your house quicker than anybody else can. That strategy, preparation and presentation and proper pricing. It gets you to the closing table. All you got to do is call 4830546 or MemphisRelocate.com. Jason Munns, beat writer of the Tigers in the Commercial Appeal on Hoops, he comes your way in just a minute.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on sports 56 and 98.5 fm now back to wolo and friends on sports 56 and 98.5 fm presented by homer skelton hyundai here once again is the voice of the tigers dave woloshan
1: The Tiger basketball team will leave today for paradise. They go to Atlantis in the Bahamas on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. They will take on Michigan. Memphis took care of business. Not everybody's been doing that in college hoops these days. They did not get bit by the upset bug, as so many have. In fact, the first team they're going to play in Atlantis, Michigan, got bit. The second team, if they were to win... You would think they would take on Arkansas. They got bit. The team that was picked to beat the Tigers in the American the team that, by the way, has been yelling, "We want Memphis." They got bit by Bryant. What the heck, Jason Muns? What's going on in college basketball? It's bizarre
0: already.
4: I know we're two weeks in, and it's just like anarchy. It's uh, it's it's like what do you you know? I don't know what's going on, but. Uh, it's fun it's a lot of fun to uh i mean you got Jackson State beating Missouri the other uh, what last night yeah i went back and watched uh how that how that unfolded the last few seconds and i don't know if you saw this but you remember the the little guy Chase Adams for yeah. Jackson State yeah that i think Rick Stansberry in the post game referred to him as a five as the 5-6 little guy i think he's listed at 5-8 on their uh right right maybe, maybe he called him 5-8 i don't remember it was something but um he hit the game winner for uh, for Jackson State. Took it coast to coast and did like a little turnaround uh, fadeaway that bounced off the rim three times before finally going in. And then uh, I think Mizzou had the ball; like they got they inbounds it with five seconds left and ended up turning it over on the other end uh, with like one second left. Um, but yeah, no Arkansas losing and. FAU losing, as you mentioned, it's uh, I don't know, it's 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 crazy. Uh, it feels like March already. It feels like uh, March Madness already with all these, you know, these teams losing the teams are not supposed to. Right. But
1: that's crazy um, stuff. I mean, really, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, it's thinking about this. Jackson State's supposed to be number five in the SWAC. Alabama State's supposed to be eighth in the in the SWAC. That's a pretty good conference. I mean, Jimmy Johnny Jones, Texas Southern team must be pretty good. They're they're picked to win because those two teams, fifth and eighth, that's that's pretty astonishing. I, I just can't get over Jackson State beat them. They lost
4: by twenty to Tulsa. Twenty to Tulsa lost to Loyola Marymount. Lost by twenty six at U uh, San Diego. Um, and and don't get me wrong, I, I I do believe that Jackson State is going to like they're gonna if they can if they can get through their, non, their brutal non-conference because, you know, they don't play a home game until January 6th.
1: Right. I know. It's like uh, 13 straight road games, right?
4: Yeah. So, like, two straight months of being on the road. So if they can withstand that barrage, uh, and they're not just playing, obviously they're not playing Cupcake, they playing, you know, good teams. Um, they're going to play Gonzaga here in a little bit. So, um, you know, if they can get through that, I think they're going to be a good team that, that does well Uh you know, next year, but um, next calendar year, but uh, but that was that was. I mean, good for them. That's 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 a big win. That's a nice feather in their cap.
1: What did you learn about the Tigers who went back to their original starting lineup?
4: Uh, I
1: learned that
4: that's the best five combo. Um, or, I mean, you know, you you could debate it, but uh, I think. I think it, it, it reinforced, I don't know if we learned it in the Alabama state game, but it reinforced it from what we learned in the Missouri game, that that is the, the five, you know, that's your top five. Um, but, uh, I think they finished with 11, three pointers in that game. And one of my, one of my bold predictions before the season started was that they would break the record for most three made in the season by a, by a tiger team. And I think through three games, they're averaging close to 10 per game. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think that's here to stay, uh, their, their ability to hit threes. We learned that David Jones is awfully tough mm-hmm. uh, to, to have tweaked an ankle in practice and then go out and drop 22 and 10. Oh, by the way, with three steals. Um, yeah, like he's a gamer. He's, he's a, a gritty, gutty Memphis-type guy. Uh, we learned that. We learned that um, – what else? Uh, we learned that Caleb Mills is tough as well. I mean like you know, he's dealing with that tendonitis still. He had like some tape uh on his knee. I think he had it in the Missouri game as well, but um you know, he's not missing any time and he's still contributing while he's out there. So um I yeah, I I just I, I think that uh that what we learned is that oh and again no, let's not forget Javon Quinterly uh going for sixteen after dropping 17 at uh, at Missouri, he's. I, I think I think it just reinforced a lot of things, uh, most notably when Javon Quinnerly is is cooking and going well, um, that the team's going to play well. I think I think Javon Quinnerly's got a shot at a triple double this year. He, two two back to back games that he has he established a new career high with eight rebounds at Mizzou, and then had another eight rebounds against Alabama State. I mean, if he keeps playing like that. He might be uh, come the third player all time in program history with well, a double
1: double. I will say when we were, we were watching the pregame stuff, and he didn't even uh, the exhibition games. He didn't even play in the first game. I I, I was thinking, hmm, because you know Memphis did a decent job on him in the in in the game against Alabama last year, if I recall. They did, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, he's a different guy than KD, but you know, he's like David Jones and Walton seemed to me to be more important at that point but now i see what he brings and how important he's going to be
4: yes i think that's exactly the best way to put it i don't know that he's going to be the best player night in and night out on the floor but i think he's going to he's, he and arguably jordan brown are going to be the, to me the two most important players all season long because they're going they're, what they're going to do is enable David Jones to, to do what he did with 22 points and a bunch of threes and enable Jake Juan Walton to have the space to do what he can do. Um, and I, gosh, uh, here's something else that it's kind of gotten lost. I was talking about three pointers. Um, Quinterly Walton and Jones through three games are shooting better than 50% from three each one of them. Wow. Um, that's, that's That's a good sign, I think, for, uh, for this team. I mean, you know, we've talked about it and everybody's talked about it. Uh, this team just seems to have everything you want. Like, every year there's always been that aspect that you're like, if only they had this, or if only they had this to go with everything else that they have, what well, it seems like. Through three games and a few exhibition games, that this year they finally do. They've got the rebounding, they've got the size, they've got the experience, they've got the three point shooting, they've got the ball handlers. Um, so, but we'll find out. We will find out here in just a few days all right, how so, well so all that stacks up.
1: Break that down a little bit. You got Michigan first, and yep. uh, if I'm correct, Juan Howard's not going to coach. He's had a heart issue. Uh, Phil Martelli has been the coach, the former St. Joe guy from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Been around a long time uh, around the game. He was sort of uh, like a Larry Brownish kind of consultant, I thought, uh, for Jawan Howard. And now he's the guy that took over. I think he's coaching that thing. That's your first game, and then you get Arkansas or Stanford, depending on what happens. I, I'd be shocked if Memphis doesn't come out two and one in this thing, but they could be three and oh. How do you break it down? What do you think happens?
4: Yeah, my prediction was two and one. Uh, like before the season started, I, I pegged Memphis to go two and one in this thing, but you know, given recent events, given the fact that Michigan lost to Long Beach State last week and Arkansas lost to. Uh, who they lose to? Uh, UNC Asheville was
1: it? UNC Something Greensboro. Like Greensboro.
4: Greensboro. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I mean, shoot, I, 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 anything's possible. Wouldn't shock me at all if they went three and It would Wouldn't shock me if they went two and one. You know, I think, I think Michigan, like, despite its loss to Long Beach State, Michigan is still a very good team. I think the key to that game is going to be really uh, kind of working over their backcourt. They're very thin. In the, uh, or the, the, their guards, um, uh, they're very thin, sorry, in the front court. They're very thin in the front court. And, uh, you know, their their guards have also had to play a lot of minutes um, already. So I feel like the key to that game is trying to uh, get Michigan's bigs in foul trouble and also putting as much pressure as you can on their uh, backcourt uh, on Michigan's backcourt to to kind of tucker those guys out. Those those guys have played a lot of minutes. Doug McDaniel especially has played a lot of minutes um, for Michigan. So I think uh, those are uh, you know some keys to that game uh, on Wednesday. Um, I hope it works out to where Memphis gets to see Arkansas one way or the other uh, on on Thanksgiving. That would be that would be wonderful uh, to get a chance to. To see those two teams go at it again—it's been a long time since they have. So yep. um, that would be that would be good too. Um, do but,
1: do you discount now that Missouri win because they lost to Jackson State?
4: Uh, no, 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 no. It's early. It's we're three games into the season or two weeks, whatever we are. We're in the, we're entering the third week. Um, you know, it happens all the time. Teams teams. Sometimes it takes a while for teams to uh, figure themselves out um, and and you know get on a roll or, or find some chemistry or whatever. I don't know what's going on with Missouri, but um, but no, I think it's way too early to you know think. Oh well, that's not as good of a win, and it may not be. It may play out that way, but there's. I mean, you can't sit here on November twentieth uh, and say that you know everybody who thought Missouri was going to be this x fill in the blank uh they're all of a sudden they're not going to be because they lost to Memphis and, and Jackson State like they could, they could turn it around they're going to play a lot of they're going to have, have a lot of opportunities to make some noise once they get in the conference play uh obviously being in the SEC so um no i and, and plus you know it's mitigated somewhat like it's not a total uh bummer that they lost because from From Memphis's standpoint, because they lost to Jackson State, a team that Memphis beat, so um, it's uh, no. I, I think it's too early to say that it's like a, a extreme detriment that, that Missouri lost. I, I
1: just, I, I have a feeling, I, I, because there's so many older people in in college now with with COVID, and I think that ends next year, where you can play all these years. We we already saw yeah. DeAndre Williams didn't get the the, the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think that, and and uh, the fact that the portal with NIL at all levels now is a factor. I, I think you're going to see so much more parity, and I, mm-hmm. I I think you're going to see these upsets all year long. It's going to be crazy.
4: Yeah, I know. I, I think you're right. Um, you know, I think I think you know the Long Beach State one is probably the least surprising of the bunch uh, because Long Beach State they're like one ten or before the Michigan. Before beating Michigan, they were like 110 or something in Ken Palm. So, you know, quality team should not have beaten Michigan, but uh, they did. Um, uh, but then you got Bryant. you were talking about Phil Martelli, uh, you know, who coaches Bryant. is Phil Martelli's Jr. Right. Uh, they go into FAU. Um, Earl Timberlake. I got to tell you, familiar. I love that. Earl Timberlake, I saw that.
1: He was a factor in that game for Bryant. How many teams Earth- has he played for now? Uh,
4: three, Miami,
1: uh, Memphis.
4: Miami, Memphis, and, and Brian, yeah, this is second year there, second or third year. Um, yeah, you had 13 points and 12 boards, uh, big factor in that game. So, um, but you know, if you're a Tiger fan. I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword. Like you want to beat these teams. You you want these teams to be somewhat vulnerable, but you also want them to, you know, you'd, you'd like them to be good. You'd like Missouri to win their games. You'd like FAU to win their games. <laughs> Yeah. Uh against those against those uh well for seating's
1: sake you're right. But uh this FAU cockiness, uh little little uh uh come down here o- is okay with me.
4: It's been over the top, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, it really has. Jason Munns, safe travels, my friend. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and we will talk next Monday.
4: Thank you, Walla. That's
1: our guy. That is Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He's brought to you by Grind City Brewing, taking care of beerness in Memphis for a while now. This was a dream years ago of a father and a son, and now it's become this beautiful reality with this gorgeous brewery just north of downtown on the river, the great view of the skyline and the bridges. You'll love it. You'll love the picnic tables outside. You'll love the product inside, and the building itself is cool. And then, really, let's talk about the product which is why they're taking care of beerness. We're talking Poppy's Pills. That's the Pilsner. Everybody loves that. That's the number one seller. Then there's the pale ale called the God Hopper. Everybody's crazy about that one, too. There's the new Thaddeus. That's the amber lager. There's the blue moonish Belgian-style weed ale called Belga. There's the craft malt liquor, unlike any other malt liquor that, like, your father or grandfather used to drink. No, this one's called Tiger Tail. It's got a little more alcohol. It's got a kick. You're going to love it. You'll love everything about Grind City Brewing. That's Monday in the books. Johnny Radio comes your way next. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Have a great day, everybody.